maybe I've, I've, I've helped people more than what people has helped me like in this situation. But in reality, what happens is this kind of action opens up doors, which is like shattering the glass ceiling, right? Like, so the impact of what this action has had in my life will take a long time to unravel. And I don't just see myself as a people buyer and I never saw that. Hello everyone. Welcome to the podcast, Floor is Rising, with host Sabretooth, a professional NFT collector, and Kizu, a professional art critic. On this podcast we talk deeply about the business of creating, collecting and analyzing NFTs. So, if you are a creator or a collector of NFTs, jump in. The water is warm. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I'm Sabertooth. With me is Kisu. Today we have a very special guest, a person that actually needs no introduction, Medikovan. He's founder of the Metapurse Fund, which is a NFT studio slash investment fund. He's probably most best well known for the person who is underrated in kicking off essentially the, the NFT boom in the beginning of 2021 with his purchase of the most expensive NFT of all time, um, Beeple's 5,000 Days for $69 million. And welcome to the show, Medikovan. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I think everyone listening in knows you as the collector who basically took the world by storm. Just start with um, a quote that you published in a blog post after the auction. You wrote, imagine an investor financier or patron of the arts. 10 times out of nine, your palette is monochrome. The point was to show Indians and people of color that they too could be patrons and that crypto was an equalizing power between the West and the rest and that the global South was rising. Could you talk a little bit about this perspective of yours, medical, and mm. how do you see, do you see it primarily as a symbolic gesture that... Obviously, you you have you're, you're a prolific investor and you have had success in the crypto space. Yeah, so um, you know, like definitely that that statement is is something you know which has you know deeply resonated with me or or you know like prejudice you know like and and in most cases, what's going to happen? This even applies to the VC you know like the whole VC world, like everything that's you know, like single hierarchical, right? Like, so where power accrues to, you know, few companies or or few institutions, etc. So what happens is, you know, that like human beings don't have enough time, right? Like this, the mental, you know, like the blockchain where it has this limited block capacity, every human does, right? Like, and, and when human beings are like sitting in different hierarchies, the, like they're not superhumans, they're the same. And usually they use like historical clues and and prejudice that has, you know, based on, maybe based on statistics that, you know, we maybe wrongly calculated or, or whatever, you know, even rightly calculated because the economical change does not happen, you know, simultaneously everywhere in the world too, right? So there's always a first mover advantage for everything and compounds very quickly on, on different areas and different fields. So what happens is the end of the day, I feel like the, the way the world works becomes very 
statistical pre- and and with a lot of prejudice so art itself is such a very such a interesting area to me because it's definitely the value of it is not related to how much you know it's not like uh, making a uh, iphone right like it's not like okay yeah we invested it cost 600 dollars to make it i'm selling it for 1000 and i'm going to keep the 400 dollar profit right like that's it's a, it's not a commodity right so art has this nature where you know it's it's value the value that accrues to the art itself is very different in nature compared to you know the the market and 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 how we understand the world from an economical point perspective and i've also you know like had a lot of iterations in it but you know to start with the first area i was thinking was okay like why how does art become valuable and in a lot of ways it's 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 the story it's how how people hold it over time uh, you know like uh, people say you know this this goes into the art history now who writes the art art history right and and all these questions keep coming up to me i feel like it also paves the path to a lot of people who who might want to uh, you know carve a different path which is which is not through the traditional market rails and so i think that's that's the real effect here and suddenly what happens to me is that you know i'm able to i'm able to turn around and and look at an artist from from say a different part of the country and say imagine i place this art as part of my collection and suddenly he has attention right so i think that responsibility i like power but responsibility has has taught me so much in the last year so that's where i am now like we're thinking about how do we make sure that we don't we we use this position uh, this phenomenal change that has happened in the way that it's sustainable and and has lasting impact we we haven't actually seen the emergence of nft crypto artists that are not from the west as of now mm. there i think there yeah. it's it's safe to say that we haven't seen that and it's not just in terms of the market but also mm. i guess the way that um access to you know minting and and the, the various platforms they are still gate kept right there's there's no mm. running away from that you could argue that they are still very gate kept by a certain kind of white primarily white establishment. So mm. yeah, it's it's quite difficult to maneuver there, but I just wondered can you tell us a little bit more about your specific choice of people and did you consider other artists that potentially might have been your your you know big first step uh into into the limelight. I really like that question of you know like why people, right? And the first thing you know i want to notice that you know i have not stopped buying and i i work and i commission a lot of artwork now which is you know there is a bandwidth to me personally which is which is the biggest bottleneck if you ask me right now but that event itself you know like if you feel like it's it's only to speculate if if i have to say you know what if it was a different artist what if it was a sotheesh you know what if what if it was an indian artist the interesting part is you know it's it's how the whole system is arranged right like including the crit, like the art critic the like the whole 
institution, it's not just one industry, right? Like it's, it's multiple industries. So already with the people sale, you know, a lot of criticism, uh, which I felt was very, you know, like basic was that people are trying to discredit that this purchaser, like they'll try to discredit Metacoan because it's like, yeah, he, he, he's a, he's this guy from somewhere. Maybe he made money some way and yeah, he, he just did it for business. Right. So this is the simplest criticism I've ever got. Now, if you speculate and if you want to place someone there, you know, maybe in another Asian artist, it'll be people will just pull everyone down. Right. It's, it's funny, but that's the whole industry. Now, when I, when I did that, like when, when this action was done in terms of Christie's, the first thing is I never thought it would end up at this price, right? Like I've been collecting art for a while and I felt like, you know, even back then before this people thing, I always felt like there is not enough people, not enough artists who are from a diff- different parts of the world who are, who are here. And I would have allowed to buy it. But, but the problem is you cannot just buy anything because they are from a different part, right? Like, so there is this infrastructural problem. There is, there is this knowledge problem. There is this, you know, so many, on so many levels, there's the issue. It's like being the first generation, you know, entrepreneur, right? Like what, the, the difference between a Silicon Valley entrepreneur and a first generation entrepreneur in say, you know, India would be that where will he go for an accountant or a lawyer, right? And that is where the problem will. And, and the West, like the Silicon Valley entrepreneur will never understand the, the problem with not having the whole ecosystem, you know, not, not, not being there for a different locality. So even now, if you take any like super rare or, or any, any industry specific within the NFT industry or Christie's or Sotheby's, you know, sometimes they, they come to me and ask, you know, do you have a different you know, collection or, or there is, there is this voice I, I can have where maybe I can, you know, like influence some of these uh, introductions, right? Like from artists to these places, but I've always found it hard because it's like, okay, we need to work on infrastructure. So, so suddenly if I turn around and start looking into say India, particularly, I'll be like, yeah, like we don't know, we don't have phones or we don't have, you know, some, there'll be something basic that we don't have and we have to teach crypto and people are like, what's crypto? And, and, and why is this gas fee so high? You know, like it's, it's unaffordable, right? So in a lot of ways, if you actually, you have to go to the ground, you know, to understand what the problem is. And, and that's what I've been doing for the last, you know, like eight months, because I want, I want this world, right? Like where it's, it's, possible for for someone from asia to become an artist a possible for someone from india africa to become an artist but the hard part is the quality and the infrastructure the ecosystem around these artists i feel like they are not there yet and, and that's where you know at that point uh, the silicon valley company will say oh yeah yeah we are not we are not racially biased we are just choosing the best ones it's like uh, uh, the cumulative uh, redlining, you know, like issue. So same thing. It's it's nothing different. So in a way, that's where I feel like you know we have to take the same step that we would take in 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 a in a way where 
you know if there is a disparity between black and white people and and so they will introduce something like say affirmative action right and i feel like there is that requirement where it's not just you know like being able to introduce someone to something but there is infrastructure ecosystem so much that need to be built that the, only then there will be a churn of experiments and 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 out of that will be will be something great and i've not start buying right so i feel like i i i've opened this um uh, energy up which which you know i see a lot of people motivated now from different parts of the world thinking okay like they want to be an artist right like being an artist was never this talked about now it's like a lot of people think about it they try they fail that's fine but i feel like in a few years i'll be i'll be really proud if if you know i i'm able to buy art from different parts of the world my personal interpretation is that i think you helped people more than mm-hmm. people help you right in the sense that a lot of people forget like people is is considered you know the biggest nft artist by most people i think just because of that sale the biggest nft artist you know in the world but mm-hmm. you know it, that wasn't the thing that i i feel like put him on the map prior to that 69 million dollar sale that that you actually put together in december of 2020 right when when he dropped on on nifty gateway you you, you put together you know this whole operation to basically grab all 20 of these sort of one on ones there and i think you wondered like why the the auction went up so much at you know the christie sale i think it's part of it is that everyone looked at this operation you put together in december of 2020 and said holy shit like like <laughs> this guy's like super serious i'm wondering like how long you know were you looking at that kind of strategy was people mm. one of the people you considered was there other people you were considering yeah you know it it definitely could have been anyone in that point right like that's why i feel like it's the moment which right. is very interesting right like because as you told like yeah like maybe i i have helped people more than what people has helped me like in this situation but in reality what happens is this kind of action opens up doors which is like shattering the glass ceiling right like so the impact of what this action has uh, had in my life will take a long time to unravel right and i don't just see myself as as a people buyer and and i never saw that like it's it's i i've always been excited about moments it's 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 almost you know like funny because i have an evolution too right like right. how i've seen not you know how i like i come from a you imagine i come from a tech background then a defi background that's it like i'm not you know i'm not a art critic for example like so when i like how did i understand people maybe through the lens of defi through the lens of crypto you know like as a as a movement i was thinking yeah nfts are important because they they would introduce a new you know a new class of people into crypto where crypto has always been you know like like in technologies and it will introduce creative people and and if you look at it as a movement you know you always need even even if you look at crypto as a as like a movement in a in a way that where you need propaganda i always felt like 
you know you need creative people for that right like the visual becomes a propaganda and for crypto to succeed i always felt like it should have more types of people and and not one so this is where i was at that point right like so when i was doing b20 my focus more than it being people people was you know at that point also people was a big art like big nft artist because he was coming from a coming from the visual design background and, and and everyone who was in crypto digital art at that point was either following him on instagram you know like people knew him right and i would i would always hear about people and how he's an inspiration for for you know going from not knowing anything technically and 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 to a great uh, to a great technical like a very as becoming a very good technician and these are the words i'm using right like i'm i like i would say more than the art it's the technician that that i was excited about and and at that point i i was when i was putting to the b20 because of my experience in the real world where i you know produce movies i produce art art you know art uh, productions like the, like these kind of things i always felt like why don't we experiment and create a different kind of collaboration a production on the metaverse right like and so b20 like was the first of its kind like production and it needed a star right like it's if you're making a movie you know you think that way today again like this all from a year and a half a year and a half ago and in crypto it's like 10 20 years right so in a lot of ways my understanding i feel like was very simple also and i felt like i was i was producing a movie and people was the star right and so i put together the crew i was the producer there was an ep there was an executive producer you know like every there was the same kind of roles that you would see when when someone makes a movie and so that was put together and and it was put together in 45 days it it got people really excited and we could pull it off and that was where my excitement entered right like i didn't necessarily think about you know the the consequence of that design where it's like oh yeah it's it's a you know like i i never thought about it as a financial instrument you know i i really thought about it as a, a souvenir that a lot of people can just hold right and but when the christies was coming closer initially i was i was not really interested and i spoke to christies and i was getting a feel of you know what's what's going to happen and stuff and i felt like this there was this mo- moment that was coming together so if even if i go back and would i have done b20 definitely but you know i would have done it a little differently at least not do a erc20 but you know i will definitely do that production you know for, and and have the same intention but i don't know whether because of the b20 like mostly because of knows that production then people went on to be part of christies but if there was no connection and there was a different artist in christies you know it would have still been a important moment in nft history so i would have wanted to participate right so in my mind there were very separate events and if you look at the collections i've had even from before like they talk about the first supper all the time the first programmable art piece i have the first piece from park i have the first collectible um, like fn official collectible so so all of these things at that point my mindset was to collect something for the story right which have also you know gone well past 
these days. So you mentioned that you see Beeple and, and some other artists in terms of the, how they're technicians. And actually, I think that some other commentators have also chimed in in this respect. They, I won't name, name any names, but they, they have referred to Beeple and other similar artists working with similar imagery that these are essentially designers. Um, and that's not to put them down necessarily, but that because a lot of the criticism and comments that have come from the art world in the crypto, we see that that time cycle has been mm. dramatically compressed. So yeah. the, the time lag that it used to take for certain art forms to gain legitimacy has now been compressed to, I mean, can argue that it's happened in the last year, basically in one year. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit more about how your perspective has changed in relation to, you know, obviously as someone uh, who comes from a more tech background, but is approaching um, and, and kind of now engaging with our world, what, what have been some of your kind of uh, maybe telling observations? Have you had any uh, change of heart, any kind of dramatic uh, change of, you know, kind of perspective uh, in engaging with, with various players? I'm just a student of history. I'm, I feel like I'm a student of how the world you know, has, has evolved because it's the same human again. It's no different to going back and thinking about how, you know, gold became a currency in history and, and how, how things existed. Maybe those thousand years of history, I can see that it's, it's an eight years of the first eight years of Bitcoin. And then there was, you know, like there was DeFi, you know, in a lot of ways, I feel like uh, like the period of Medici, right? Like where he was, he was also a banker in a in a way, and then he wanted to fig, like he wanted to have his. He, it it was usury, right? Like banking was usury, and he wanted to have forgiveness for his sins. And it's interesting. It's interesting that that's that became the moment moment of why he started funding art. That moment when when there is there is a new technology. And you go to say someone like uh, cost and be like, yeah, th there is NFT. Do you want to do it? They'll be like, I don't care. Like, what's this? What's this in the, you know, like, uh, like the uh, some some dungy side of the internet, right? But when there is such attention, the criticism results in a new breed of art, which I really, you know, that's the way. That's the way the world works. I like that there is criticism. I like that the criticism is from the critics, but also the artists. And then I, I am happy that there are artists who, who now step in and say, you know, this is what it should be. You know, that's how this evolution happens, right? Someone has to take the arrows when you are in a new frontier. You don't know what's there. And I, I applaud people and, and, you know, artists. Maybe he had no other choice but he could have not done nfts also right so i applaud a lot of these og artists who are there and they were ready to go down with the industry if, if the industry did not work well right but then when this became like at least for a few like even now probably but at least for a few months it became the talk of the world what it does is it it creates the same question in everyone's heads and then what's the result? Like, again, like I have my own criticism on PFP projects. So all these PFP projects, these artists who are, you know, like opportunistic, you know, like, like all these people who are chasing the hype 
going going to different lens to you know like imitate etc i don't see value and i feel like there it will be a blip in history for me what's exciting is as i told you like post people i'm not been like you know every day active trying to you know like oh yeah trade this trade that like i've not touched you know like any anything like i've touched things which which are inspiring to me right and the one the opportunities that has inspired me is then you know being able to involve in conversations like this where it's a criticism where it's it's thinking about how this can evolve and i should say that you know great art could come out of this right like so right now for example i'm commissioning actually commissioning but i'm also i almost feel like i'm co creating this piece with uh, olafur eliasson contemporary artist right contemporary artist traditional artist will not like who really are like look at their work as body of work are not opportunistic will not touch nfts with the they will not touch nfts right like because they know that this is a, a there is a financialization going on etc but the whole point of you know i being able to work with olafur what it has you know he has made me realize a lot of things i have made him realize a lot of things and i feel like nfts and especially art uh, which i also would say pfps or whatever there could be innovative projects in the future which which i don't want to discount but how nft looks today i'm not so excited about it but you know all this like working with a contemporary artist and you know almost functioning as a conduit to say what's good about crypto and something coming out of it i feel like that's that's been the most uh, you know gratifying experience for me and it's changed a lot uh, like you know like i've i've changed from being um, almost uh, i would say maybe it, it was subconscious to an extent but maybe i was a populist being uh, to becoming a person who understands that you know art is public utility today right and that's where i stand so i feel like nfts in the future they will have a very interesting place in the world and art like being public utility is is where the more maximum impact is going to be and yeah like i want to focus my time there instead of you know chasing all these hype can you expand a little bit about what you mean by art as a as a public utility and also i mean what kind of excites you about nfts today that you know maybe projects that you are sort of collaborating on working on funding so right now there are very very few projects and uh, that i'm funding in terms of nft or or anything that's related to that and i'm only funding stuff which i am directly involved in right like i, I it's not just the money i spend the time also so that means that it's it's so few right so like there are two areas i'm i'm spending my time and one is the creation of the infrastructure so i believe in this idea of the metaverse and and you know uh, pointing to the uh, pointing to some like the talk about the regulation that you brought, you guys brought up like metaverse i feel like you know like yeah countries can regulate crypto whatever but at most it will be regulated like metaverse is a different 
country and then whenever you know something touches the physical world it will be regulated by the country right like so it's like yeah it's it's a it's a different jurisdiction within that jurisdiction actually no single country has anything any authority but whenever you know there is there is this commerce between the physical world uh, the actor in the physical world and the metaverse there is always going to be you know rules around it you know given that the most exciting area for me to work with is to understand how more people can be employed in the metaverse right when i say employed i don't i don't I, i'm not talking about like a axiom like a play to earn game where you click buttons like that's not that's not the vision it's more like okay if you if you can you like maybe creating like a digital native digital export is is exciting so so if if there is there is a group of people a collective in a country uh, in a in a specific locality and and they are working towards something you know they need a dao and i am working on those kind of things so it's like how do we figure out a funding source for them it need not be hype driven it need not be you know like some crypto defi thing but it could be you know a proposal into a into a larger protocol dao that that funds it and then you know using that money in order to be able to pay people in the physical world who then don't have to care about you know how do they make money in the physical world but do they want to do and that's the that's the vision i have of for for the metaverse where it's like you know there, there'll be money in the metaverse and there'll be ways for people to earn it and mostly it'll be native digital exports and there'll be dows which do this so now for the other part where what's exciting about like public utility here is the end of the day you know what is art in the in the like what the traditional art industry and and the biggest critic we have is a lot of these art pieces get financialized and then thrown into free port uh, containers which people don't even get to look at right and so a museum is public utility in the sense that you know once uh, you can own it but it's still you know like for display and when you look at art what it does to you it's very personal right and and but it's also universal so art has to be experienced and and you know like interacted with in some way you cannot interact with it just because you own it that's a very you know like a that's that's the worst thing that that we can think about art so when we cut that idea of of you know ownership being very important around art and then how how do you engage the public and this piece it totally changes right like so so today maybe nfts people are buying nfts because you know number go up uh, tomorrow you can sell it for higher but like why like who's going to look at this nft it's only going to be you but when when there's a great production a great work of art it should it, it has this effect of changing culture it has this effect of of changing mm. you know like it has a effect of rearranging the future you know it's it's a it's a very profound in fact the most impactful thing in the world could be an artwork and that's what the influences uh, like you were pointing out to say someone like andy warhol that people like that you know influenced culture so much and that is where the public utility comes from you cannot 
put a price to the impact of and your heart yeah you can own a few but if people don't see it there is no value to it right so that kind of an effect so that's where i am also excited so so this combination of of cre- being able to create dows and and being able to employ people in the physical world and where they don't have to worry about the about the risks of their own economic situation or own like physical national you know situation and being able to produce art that is public utility i think that's a like that's the most exciting area for me so those are the kind of nft productions i'm working on uh, right now mergen um we we're coming to the to the end of the hour before we we let you go uh, who is your favorite nft artist so i i think i can i, I can start saying this at this point it's 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 ola for eliasen uh, because i have now worked with him for 8 months like and, and like he he's there is no like nft that's that's out yet but there'll be this nft that that marks you know like it's, it's a, it marks the work that we have put into uh, in the last 8 months and for the patience and for the insight and for the uh, you know like the boot camp uh, education that that i've received and like i i hope that he has also like been able to experience that but for all of that i feel he's one of is is one of a, one of the most important artist but now he's one of the most important nft artist also and and his nft will be something that's that's significant uh, in 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 uh, you know culture and and how maybe nfts are shaped uh, in the future Mercovin, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. I enjoyed the conversation. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Floor is Rising. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and follow. And give us a review on your favorite podcast app. Remember to also follow us on Twitter at Floor is Rising. You can reach out to us or send us a question. just send us a dm at floor is rising